In 2016, a new Arrowverse show premiered on The CW. Featuring characters from The Flash and Arrow, it existed in their shadows quietly. However, it has since gained popularity and brought the three of us together to discuss the characters and their progression from season one. This week, Rip can't parallel park. I am Hawkwoman, hear me roar. And damn, baby, is it hot in here? Or is it all that nuclear radiation you're absorbing? Definitely don't call us heroes. We are the legends of next week. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Legends of Next Week. I am your host, Mary. I use she, her pronouns. Excuse me. She, her pronouns. And this week we have a special, and I just interrupted her. Uh, And this week, Kate is out of town. So we have brought in a new guest co-host for the day. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm V, and I use she, her pronouns. Yay! First guest of the pod. Woohoo! Very feel? special guest too. Special, special podcast guest. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm special. <laughs> yeah. So before we get started, V, we talked about in our first episode how we all kind of got into legends. So if you don't mind, do you remember or want to share anything from how? you first got into Legends of Tomorrow? Um, oh, it all started through watching Arrow and then The Flash and meeting Leonard Snart and falling hopelessly in love with him and being willing to follow him to the ends of the earth, uh, which obviously we literally did in season one. <laughs> and uh, I, I've been with it since day one. So I've been here from the start, like a, like a lunatic. <laughs> the snart start if you will the snart start yeah I feel like a lot of us had a snart start <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you can't tell we're a very biased podcast <laughs> we say Leonard snart writes here and so does that have anything to do with why you've joined us specifically this week v oh i have no idea could it couldn't possibly be <laughs> because this week we are looking at season one Episode four, White Knights. Such a good episode. Too. Such a good My episode. favorite of the season. <laughs> Honestly, this is when Legend starts getting good in season yeah. one. As of recording, this is V's birthday week. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> it won't be when this is published, but a <laughs> surprise watching probably season one at its peak. <laughs> it's this episode and then ne- uh next week's they're a good two-parter yes and then then you have the future episodes which is not my favorites yay there's bright spots but yeah, yeah. so season this episode white knights is really i think when the show starts to find its tone yeah oh absolutely yeah. It's, I, I feel like this one kind of starts leaning into the ridiculous a little bit at times. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's so much better for it. You know, I definitely, definitely appreciate them having a little more fun and not, not emulating Arrow as much as I think it was trying to, to begin with. It's so true. 
definitely. I, I feel like this episode, um, this is still peak. Um, this is an MCU humor where it's just some snark over and over. There's plenty of snark because snark, snark. is here, but <laughs> it's also genuinely funny at parts. Yeah. And kind of one of the first times um, we get to see Kendra exist outside of Carter. Yes, that's very nice. It, it actually is. We get to see her uh, kind of come into her own a little bit in this episode. Yeah, so let's get started just like at the top of this episode. So we have left 1975 and we have traveled to Washington, D.C. in 1986, height of the Cold War. Which you were not even born. Yeah. No, I was that's only great. though. <laughs> so I was the only one born special story here i was a a twinkle in my parents eye at that point (laughs) i'm the baby of this podcast so nope (laughs) (laughs) she is the jacks for real yeah a jacks Mm -hmm. because they mentioned telefaxes in this episode and i didn't know what it was was yeah i was telling mary i totally do know what you're talking about yeah oh god no, I'm just there thinking, I don't even know what a telefax is, actually. But I think it could be just an American thing. Not it could a, not have been. Yeah, Ray says it's like an email, but printed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That works. Yeah, yeah, it was no t- yeah, it would be like over the telephone, but really it would come through your fax, like your phone. Yeah. Phone. Yeah. Good so. times. Yes. Technology <laughs> was so much fun in the 1980s. <laughs> I used to use a ta- um, tax, a fax machine and a typewriter at my where my parents work. Look, if like, you know what an Atari is, this episode is for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ray says, oh, we're going to the 80s. Bring out your parachute pants. They don't get to wear parachute pants. I know. And the only way you'll know what a parachute pants is, if you literally look up MC Hammer. That is I was going to say MC look, look. <laughs> But they do get to wear fun outfits, at least in the first 10 minutes, because team is breaking into the Pentagon. Let's go steal the Pentagon like a leverage episode. That would have been a good leverage episode. <laughs> it's it's the fact it's so easy for them as well. I mean, <laughs> in the first season, they no, there was no danger at this point. They just broke in quite easily and flashed a little smile yeah, it's true, because it was Considering- like all you needed was the outfits that's it yeah Jax later breaks a hole through the ceiling of the pentagon and there's no <laughs> massive effects to the timeline <laughs> literally never thought of that he actually does doesn't he oh my god yes he does and he's like oh oops sorry and now they can't do anything without breaking the timeline Exactly. Time is so much more fluid at this point than they think. He's he's totally going to be in prison next to them in the next season. Just sort of they're like, you remember when I broke the Pentagon? <laughs> As of this podcast, we're still doing a prayer circle for season eight. Season eight prayer circle. Still yes. going strong. We're getting it. <laughs> yeah, we're breaking into the Pentagon and we are kind of flowing really. This is the first time we're working as a team. Like we saw yes. a little bit of it in Blood Ties. But this is one of the first times that everything's flowing. They're breaking into the Pentagon. Ray says, I always wanted to be a spy. Which apparently was a thing for Chuck. 
which is it is a reference to Chuck. I hadn't even thought of that. Oh my god! Which Vanessa also watched Chuck, so I was such a Chuck fan. I should be ashamed. I didn't even think of that. Carrying on Legends' time honor tradition of mentioning everyone's other work in the show. They mentioned Prison Break in this one as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, Prison that, Break! I is think next that was week. the next episode. Break, uh, like, oh, of course, it is, yeah. which I didn't. I forgot to mention last week was they mentioned Titanic, and um, Martin literally rolls his eyes. Yes, and he's like, he complains about his character, <laughs> which is just that's brilliant. Oh, it's perfect. And so while yeah. they're in the Pentagon. Even though Ray is so excited to be a spy, he and Len are in custodian outfits. And please forgive us for the next five minutes of this pod, but (laughs) it was they need to get their pass in and Ray doesn't know what to do. And Len says, oh, let me show you how to do it old school. And he trips this woman so smoothly and catches her and says, you okay, ma'am? And she literally melts. You see Woman melt and I do not blame her at all. So understandable. Talk about redacted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to redact it all. Yeah. It's definitely. such a good moment because then Ray says, Oh, you got the key. And then Snart pulls out her wallet. <laughs> he goes, Oh, you stole her wallet. It's the look on Ray's face, the look of disappointment, but the lack of surprise at the same time is just golden. <laughs> It's called multitasking. Oh, but but I, I love that Ray seems to forget that Leonard's literally a thief. Like, what else did you expect me to do? He wants to believe in the goodness of everybody, and sometimes that means forgetting what these people did. <laughs> yeah, speak because his partner Mick. Underrated scene for Mick in this episode is Mick going and like, I'm ready to be the distraction. He's just arm wrestling this army guy for money. Yes. Everyone's betting on them. Oh. And just the look on Mick's face is such a yes, real- Yes, he enjoys like that. <laughs> and I am loving it. He enjoys <laughs> it to the fullest. And again, again, Mick is a little bit smarter in this season. It always kills me that he they is. made him dumber as it went on. In season two, he just lost all of his intelligence. Yeah, but in season one, it's like you can see why he was Snart's partner. Wait, maybe he loses intelligence because of something else later on. That could be it. This will come up kind of as this episode goes on, but Mick has this understanding of emotional intelligence in the first season. So that it's not that he necessarily cares about people's feelings, but he understands them. Yeah, he can analyze a situation and know what's going to happen. And he literally just warns somebody because he knows. Yeah. He knows the emotions exist. He just doesn't really care unless yeah, someone else feels like he should care. He's trying to be a good guy, but he's um, he's still Mick Rory. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially in this first season, it's not even trying to be a good person. It's, hey, I'm trying to get the score. Yeah. 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 Not to just talk about the guys, because we have Sarah and Kendra walking through the Pentagon in their uniforms. Okay, I kind of shipped this for some reason. I shipped it. It would have been a great pairing. Yeah, it would have been a great pairing. And so they're sneaking through to get Savage's file, and Firestorm is down in the basement trying to shut the power off. That's where the plan starts to go to pot. Because he's not listening to Martin. 
it's a mix of he doesn't want to listen to Martin, but Stein is also being like, you're not doing it right. <laughs> I, I would hate to have somebody in my ear constantly telling me what I do wrong. My brain already does this. I don't need a person doing that. <laughs> now, yeah, you got to feel bad for Jax. Because Jax is, I think Martin underestimates Jax so much. You know, he's a lot more intelligent than he lets on. And Martin, you know, wants to drive this body. Um, yeah. and I think a lot of the time he sort of he's so convinced that age comes first and age and experience as opposed to just you know I'm a, I'm a young guy I know what I'm doing I'm you know figuring things out my way skin of my teeth kind of thing yeah because like Jack says when they get back to the ship after this all goes to pot and once again he breaks through the ceiling of the pentagon <laughs> escape and when Rip even says I said I meant use the door <laughs> Yeah, and but like he, again, he's crazy. He even says to Stein, like, "Hey, you can make all these decisions, but it's my body." Because mm-hmm. I'm the one about it, Yeah, because Jax is the one who really will incur any damage to the Firestorm. Because Martin's the brain; he's the body. So, like, any hurt is going to be on Jax. So he's correct. He's like, well, I don't want to keep on getting hurt. Yeah, I want to like have a whole discussion on that later on when um, Stein and Jax have their fight. But right before, like after, right before Jax bursts out of the Pentagon and everything's going badly and everyone leaves, first of all, Mick just using his heat gun in front of all these Pentagon guys just to be like, hi, I'm here doing crime. <laughs> Try and catch me. I'm telling um, you, if Mick could just to- burn everything down, he'd be happy. <laughs> He's so happy to be upsetting the U.S. military. <laughs> Mick Rory oh, always yeah. has been a cab, so yeah, yes. <laughs> Mick Rory says a cab constantly, <laughs> but it's also in this scene that Kendra hawks out, if you will, and she claws this man's eyes out. Good for her, you know. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say good for her, definitely. <laughs> She doesn't stop until Je- Firestorm has to pick her up and take her back to the ship. And I feel like in that moment, also, Sarah sees a little bit of herself in Kendra because she's like, wait, I deal with that as well. Bloodlust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about bloodlust blood last week. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Still trying to get a handle on that. Yeah, that just went out of uh, went out the window. Yeah, we yeah, spoke does, about that actually. <laughs> There's a lot that you'll see in this episode and onward that the show was just kind of like, mm, you don't remember that, do you? It wasn't We're that important. Throw some ideas at you and see what sticks. And no one's going to remember because we definitely don't remember in the future. That's why we use the Arrow Wiki to find out how to write the 100th episode. <laughs> it's true. Because you know what else they do? Um, so after they leave the Pentagon, Reb says, well, I had Gideon send out a low-level EMP that erased the electromagnetic security footage and <laughs> i'm sitting here thinking have they ever used that again that could have no. solved no like, but like, i do love like all of a sudden like they, this ep- season was we don't have the mind eraser thing and then all of a sudden we have the mind eraser thing so i don't know it's very weird it is weird 
because so we have like that technology and then we also have which still a jump ahead we have those pills that you can swallow so you can speak any language <laughs> and those were also never used again never again now you're annoying in multiple languages <laughs> oh what a line i love snark seriously his snark is so good he gets so, the lines in this episode are so underrated. So everyone, when they talk about their favorite, is the Leonard Snart robber of ATMs, which is great. I love that but one. So many great lines in this episode. Um, one of my favorites actually comes towards the end, where he's saying to Valentina, "Oh, Valentina says to him, uh, are you American government?" And he goes, "I'm wanted by the American government. Does that count?" <laughs> That's just that is so good. It's so good. He was, like, I know we talk about Snart a lot on this podcast, but spoiler alert, we got one season to do that, really. Yeah, it's true. Someone but I, w- I was saying when I was watching this, it was so sad we didn't actually get Adam until later because he actually does speak Russian. <laughs> the actor who plays Gary in later seasons speaks Russian. Yes, so that would have been funny. Like, it would have been. been a fun Easter egg. Gary uh, wouldn't have spoken any Russian, though, let's be real. <laughs> he does, though, doesn't he? He, yes, he can, does know Russian in, in canon, yeah. This is us back with your um, <laughs> Legends lore that nobody cares about. Something I have to focus on. Why do they keep giving Sarah this ugly, tiny bun to wear on her head? Like, this little hair bun thing. It's not, again, I said this last time. It doesn't keep your hair out of your eyes. It doesn't hold her hair up. It's just ugly. They should have just not even a pony. A... Like a ponytail would have made more sense. Ponytails are kind of sexy. You can whip them around, bit dramatic, bit of fun. But a bun, it's it's the tiniest little thing. Like my hair. It's just there so she doesn't look, quote unquote, as feminine as Kendra, which is dumb. It is dumb. Um, It is, isn't it? Yeah. We're also still keeping the barista count, which was in this episode in the recap and she says it again while she's talking to Sarah. Yeah. Is she a barista? She Rip. never mentions it. I know. <laughs> I I forgot. Rip tells Sarah kind of around this part that hey, I think you and Kendra have some stuff in common. Because Sarah says, hey, she kind of hocked out back there and that was weird. And he said, that's gonna be a you job. I got other things to do. And and Sarah's like, I, I don't really don't want this job. Please give it to somebody else because I don't need no more jobs. I might be in pain, so I'm not going to do this. Is Rip's entire life story, isn't it? Let's be real. It really is. Because <laughs> what I noticed, we can just talk about the side plot now of Sarah and Kendra fighting each other out um, all over the Wave Riders. They get into a fight, Kendra unleashes her hot goddess, and then Sarah almost murders her. Classic. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like at this point they also don't quite understand women. Um... (laughs) Oh no, every woman in this episode and this season is written as either the Amy Dunn cool girl or dead. There's uh, yeah, no actually, yeah, very, very much. We we were yeah, we were saying that women were not well written, even though like Sarah was a character for a while on Arrow before this. Yeah, she Sarah was Sarah is easily yeah. Sarah is easily the best written female character on this show, but she still gets nothing. Yeah. So I, in this episode, I, I feel sorry for her. 
Well, the writers in this episode are Sarah Nicole Jones and Phil Klemmer. Oh, oh wait, yeah, that explains wait. It. Our dear friend. We had also a woman writing this episode. That's that's kind of confusing. Which yeah, is, but-, <laughs> but I'm saying that's why this episode is a little oh, better probably. about this Kendra storyline yeah. is because they they have to mention Carter once. Oh, wait, yeah. He says, without Carter, I don't know who I, not that I don't know who I am, is that he was the one that knew how to control my hot goddess. By shoving me off a roof. Yeah, and exactly. I also I also feel that Rip is feeling the heaviness of the loss at this point. Like, I, something I did killed this man, and I can't let anybody else die yeah. while they're doing my thing. That's why he's not helping Kendra because, and I have to say after Sarah tries to kill her during their fight and Kendra says to Rip, Hey, your friend tried to kill me. Rip does the exact same thing to her that she, he did to Sarah because he's like, well, maybe you're the only one that can help her. Rip is not a good person. I know this isn't a hot take and I love (laughs) Rip, but Rip is a bad person. He really is. He is very good at using other people against each other. He is, but I I feel like he was trying to do it in a way that it was like, if they help each other out, it'll make my job so much easier. Rather than like to be friends or kill each other, then you know, we may have a spare bedroom or we may have a new friendship. That's what matters. And the line for the toilet won't be as big. We haven't mentioned the bathroom yet. I don't think the bathroom's been mentioned no, on the ship yet. It's not. I think it's still the one bathroom. But you know, it's still the one bathroom. It's just the reasoning of, well, you're both women. You can <laughs> work this out. But I you like to talk to each other. You have periods and fallopian <laughs> tubes. You you understand each other. It's just these womanly emotions are definitely <laughs> something you have to feel. You have to embrace your inner goddess. Yeah, Rip is from the future, but Rip talks like a man from the 1800s. It's true. And like, Rip I'm surprised Miranda canonically married a Dickensian him. orphan, basically, from the future. He doesn't know women. <laughs> but um, this is why I say in this episode, part of it's written by a woman, but that's what I find interesting is the Sarah Kendra dynamic that doesn't get utilized very much. Yeah, I wish I could have some more of that. Because Kendra says, maybe my problem is I can't, I need to embrace kind of my own power and my own destiny while you need to embrace your humanity, which is something that I still hold Yeah, and also that gets kind of dropped. (laughs) Oh yeah, it gets dropped real quick. (laughs) Which would have been a great, great storyline completion if they would have kept it. I think because this is the first episode, we're going to get into what they do with Kendra's character later, but this is the first time she's allowed to exist outside of Carter and outside of Cisco and outside of a man. (laughs) And you can feel it that you still don't know what to do with her character, but that's why I think this dynamic with Sarah is so interesting is both of these women have been through traumatic events and have lost people. And if they had kept up their um, this relationship in the future and made them work together more, it would have been really interesting. And they dropped this in like two episodes. 
Yeah, but they drop so many other relationships as well. Yeah, I mean, they kind of lent on the idea of Len and Sarah as a will they, won't they? And then obviously Ray and Kendra end up together. And I think what they needed to do was focus on Sarah and Kendra as a friendship, but also Ray and Snart, who obviously have that great plot yes. in this episode. Because I feel like that would have been a really interesting friendship to develop as well which they totally dropped too and it's like yeah it was i I shipped it i'm not gonna lie i shipped it oh yeah we 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 will like uh but like i feel like they gave that friendship later on to mick and ray a little bit yeah which was great and i do think that was one of the uh the good bits of season two but uh this is season one (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah it's like no season one was a season of we wrote a rough draft and the cw gave us money to film it it, <laughs> it wasn't any time to fix the script or yeah i i think out. and also i don't think they ever expected a season two which is why season two is what it is so it's if this is a season to. figuring out what it wants to be season two is really trying to find that yeah time. season two is like the transition season to be honest i know oh, i say season three is the transition season so when it well, it realizes what i it actually love the legion of doom and the humor of that so kind of see it there so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well speaking of that ray and snart relationship let's talk about that a little bit more uh yes that's kind of our they- other side plot in this episode <laughs> we're like let's um, talk about that in length because they're jumping into 1986 and they're like oh something's tracking us in the soviet airspace and it's chronos who they call boba fett again <laughs> which also if you watch this episode chronos has a male british ai that's like shall i fire the something and i tried so hard to find who voiced that AI and I can't find it. If you know who that is or what their name is, please tell us. Send send it to our Twitter. <laughs> I need to know. Answers on a postcard. Yeah, uh, send it to our li- Twitter at um, Legends of Next Week. And please. And so we try to escape this. Um, we, we try and escape Kronos by <laughs> literally making a bunch of noise so the Soviets find us and. Ray says, "Oh, it's a so and so, whatever the mo- uh, model level." And Len goes, "Are you quoting Top Gun?" Yeah, gun. Which again, <laughs> that means Len is such a movie nerd because again, he knows Star Wars, he knows Top Gun, he knows a lot of stuff. So, how many movies do you watch, Len? Weirdly, all the- <laughs> very homoerotic movies. <laughs> I was going to yes. say, of all the movies <laughs> to pick, it chose that one. Uh, yeah. it's- oh yeah. <laughs> and if you know the name of the plane, also let us know because we're not plane people. F-16, something like um, that? I can't maybe. remember exactly. An F-16 bomber, I think. Fun fact, this episode is also, it's titled White Nights as a reference to a movie that's set in the 80s that features two American spies at a Russian ballet. <laughs> so, Also, fun yeah. fact, there was a Legend of Zelda episode, apparently, <laughs> named the same thing when we were looking. Amazing. I know. And so then we just decide to crash land into Soviet Russia. 
And that's why I, I, I say, because Stein goes in, if I were part of your council, I would take your pilot license. And Rip says, well, joke's on you. I don't have one. <laughs> so again, Rip is our leader and he's so unqualified for everything. It's, it's part why, of why Why doesn't so the Time Masters give them a pilot license? This is a good question. They all have like ships. Why? Why? Because Gideon does all the work. Yeah, exactly. Gideon is is the one in charge. She doesn't get paid enough. She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't does get she paid. Get paid? <laughs> but she but... keeps her money in uh, in, in Bitcoin. I imagine. Yes, she Bitcoin? does. <laughs> exactly. NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> so her her and Rip an NFT is a non functioning tit. <laughs> That's what she calls yeah, Rip. Rip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Rip's nickname. <laughs> it's true. I was just picturing Gideon's NFTs are just terrible pictures of the legends. Like, it's <laughs> just a picture of one of them trying to figure out how to make coffee in their face. Let's not lie. It's just all yeah. pictures of Alien Gary. Let's not lie. <laughs> <laughs> Or later in that later season where Rip is making all those cakes in a dimension, that's a good picture. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so we meet our main mission, which is to follow Valentina Vostok, who is very, who, very hot. Oh, she's hot. And uh, she is developing something, um, project. Oh god, what's it called? I'm so sorry. Sarkov. I'm not saying this right because I'm without Kate here, we are not on top of <laughs> our historian. It's Project um, Zvarog. I said it wrong, but I knew what it was. Yes. It's the uh, unknown project that she's working on. It was apparently named after a god. Yeah, oh, named after yeah. Slavic God of Fire, which will make sense uh, by yeah. the end. Yeah, well, it makes sense later in the episode. And guys, Ray is so worried about this poor woman. She, she is. is. She. He's like, there's no way she knows what Vandal Savage is doing. She, I must tell her because she's this innocent scientist that doesn't know what her boss is doing. Well, Ray believes so much in science used for good and used to help others that he automatically assumes that that's what this woman is doing. He's also kind of a little naive in a way, I think, as well sometimes, yes. right? And I think he kind of assumes that because she's a woman, uh, that she's yeah. a little bit helpless. And, and I think it's exactly the opposite. I think in this situation, she's possibly the way she is a little bit naughty. Oh, uh, she, Sorry, she's a little bit naughty. I got distracted because she's really hot. Uh, because Fair. of the fact she's and because the uh, these other people believed in her and they showed the belief in her that uh, you know the good male colleagues possibly didn't yeah do there's an element of that it's, if you think about it like this Ray is, is also 19. Ray is the worst honeypot ever <laughs> we're gonna get into this the worst honeypot like especially you think 1980s is the peak of sorry you're gonna this like girl boss like i am a woman in a pantsuit yeah that's why my working best woman life came out if you think about it. working woman pretty woman came out around that time. so it's oh, like yeah. surprise or like good news um 
the woman developing spoiler alert a soviet firestorm to attack america and sandal savages worst enemies is a girl boss and she wears Mm. heels to work yeah again this does that's what i'm saying is every woman in legends falls into dead wife or cool girl Mm. but she uh, was a good girl i'm I'm just dreamy thinking about her (laughs) she is we will warning we are all gay (laughs) (laughs) uh well just as a quick side note while we're thinking about that before we move on to the actual honeypot moment uh ray says well i'm gonna study um this bostock dr bostock and her work and and len says yeah you do that i'm gonna (laughs) bone up on the ballet gideon bone me oh iconic line again (laughs) not mentioned enough yeah Yeah. i love that's like it's like three men that like gideon probably would giggle over nonstop, and leonard snarts one of them if they didn't want us to mention if you didn't want us to talk about snart so much wentworth miller shouldn't be chewing the scenery in every scene that he has (laughs) it's true it's true knows what he's doing he absolutely knows what he's he's doing. doing I actually seem to think I've heard somewhere that that was a um, an improv line. I'm not 100 percent certain. I think oh, that, that makes it more amazing improv. though. Um, I will I will double check. I've got a, an old script somewhere. I will double check and see. But I think that may be an improv line. That makes but a it good better, moment though. because then oh. he and Ray are waiting outside the ballet for Valentina because she goes to the ballet all the time. I looked it up. What this ballet is? It's real, uh, folks. Handal. I for, please forgive me pronunciation. But yes, fact, Russian. Ballet is essentially about um, a woman who is, uh, according, there's this arrogant king, and he puts this woman on a literal pedestal, and she believes that she is above all mortals and is a goddess herself, only to be very quickly humbled, which is very fun foreshadowing. Also, also apparently a lot of nudity in this. Uh, well, there's ballet. a lot of nudity, <laughs> and tragically, legends didn't follow through on that. This is no because it's like Damn a it, TV Actually, that doesn't make sense. This isn't Riverdale. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, we're only TV fourteen for language and drugs. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Which yeah. it was probably like she's smoking in this episode. It's probably the drinking too. I mean, like seriously. Oh yeah, rips alcoholism, which is never addressed. Yeah. Do we any like ever address a legend's problem until like maybe later on in Legends of Tomorrow? If they no. mention anyone's addiction, it's just for them to say, "I have an addiction," and then they don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. they need to follow through sometimes. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, what is good is this scene uh, where Ray really tries to be like, ah, Dr. Bostock, I'm a big he fan of your work. And she's like, I don't want to talk to a student. I have office hours. He's like, I'm not a student. And it, like, again, worst honeypot ever because she obviously does not want to talk about work. And she's like, get lost, loser. And <laughs> like, damn, that was cold. Even yeah, more. but like, he, he's also like, I am, don't you want to know who's funding your research? Because he makes it seem like he's funding her research. So he kind of gets really into this where he's like, I'm, you need to, he's kind of badgering her at this point. And she's just like, look, 
leave me alone. It's like, Ray, you you are an attractive man. Use that. Please look in a mirror and then use that. Don't use, you know, don't appeal to everyone's intelligence. Appeal to the baser senses. Come on. It's also very much like he's looking at her work of like, yeah, why don't like I write all your work and I want to talk about He's like, isn't it important to know who's funding your work? It, it's very much, I'd like to buy three marijuana, please. Like, he's a bad <laughs> undercover cop. He is. He, he he means well, but yeah, he would never make it as a spy at all. Never. Because it's an automatic, like, hey, where's this money coming from? We should talk about that. And she says, it's none of your business. And because Len, to borrow a quote from Mick, we'll talk about that side plot in a bit. Mick says, you need to think like a criminal. And Len knows you don't ask where the money comes from. You got to appeal to something else. So he's like, oh, I also love the ballet. Yes, he's very suave. I mean, like, I would, oh, yeah, I'd be giggling at this point. Seriously. Yeah, because Ray is badgering her. And, she, and then Len comes in, is this man bothering you, ma'am? Like, again, I'd be giggling and twirling my hair at this point. She was more, uh, but I'd be like, yay, yay, let's go somewhere. <laughs> oh, he's holding her umbrella for her and gives her his coat. And she's like, it's very cold out here. He says, oh, I love the cold. Oh. oh I am telling you. And, like, and she says, we could probably go heat it up in my apartment. Yeah. He's like, in the oh, meantime, to- Ray is literally following them, freezing his ass. <laughs> so you enjoy the show, Raymond? Oh. And he goes, I was getting hypothermia, but did you get anything? And he's literally thinking this whole thing was a bust. Yeah, because she makes out with him for a minute. Yeah. Good for her. Which, which again, girl. there was like, I felt like a little jealousy coming from right there. But also good for him. Yes, oh, I absolutely. I mean, I don't know who I would rather be in that situation. It's a difficult one. Yeah. It's very much like Cyrano. Yes. <laughs> Len yes. Just stuck in, was like, yes, I'm feeding all the lions. This is what we're gonna do. And oh. that beautiful moment as well, where he's got the uh, the key card, but he's also got a wallet. Yeah, it's he just... goes, "I got this right," and he goes, "Well, at least you didn't get her wallet." And he goes, "Yes." I Again, that. Ray's face is just. I do love the running gag of the wallet. It's hilarious because it's like, "Yep, I got the wallet too." This isn't the episode where he wears the skirt, right? It's no, later I, I, we, we never saw the skirt. We never got to see I that killed, skirt. Whatever. Yes, I'm so mad we never got this because uh, Wentworth Miller purposely wore that, and we never got. This. Okay, I need to look up when that episode. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I know we never got to see it ever, I, which is I sad. I think that was, um, if I'm not mistaken, that was around episode eight. I think it was just after. Um, he did the bad thing to Mick, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been. Yeah. The bad thing. The bad place. We don't talk about uh, it. Speaking of Mick, um, we can move into that side plot quickly of Rip getting a message like, oh no, Kronos is out there. Again. <laughs> Mr. Rory, let's uh, go find it. And Mick goes, will I be allowed to use my gun? And he's like, <laughs> yes. So he's like, as long as I'm allowed to like literally burn somebody to death, I'm here. Lead the I'm way, ready. Captain. <laughs> Mick is very easy to please here. <laughs> you just let him burn people. A He's great fine. love of Mick's life. It's not Ali. It's not uh, it's not his lovely daughter. It's not <laughs> Kayla. It's the gun. 
and Len. And, and Len. Len. Yeah. But we'll admit well, this. Hearts. Well, because um, then when we go into the woods, we don't find Kronos, we find Time Master Druce. <laughs> I don't Drews. like Time Master Druce. This man's been, this actor has been in other things, but <laughs> I just know him. This is a hard-hitting research you can find on Legends of Next Week, uh, because I only care that he was in a single episode of Hannibal as Jack Well, that's Crawford. fair, because we all love Hannibal here. So. <laughs> Jack Crawford's therapist. What a job. Oh, yeah! Oh, my gosh. Cool. But, <laughs> like, yeah, so he shows up, and I, w- I was saying, this is a very kind of master apprentice, or, you know, Star Wars-esque kind of meeting here. Rip and Drews pulling out the lightsabers. In the it kind of, of felt like they were going to at some point. <laughs> I wish Kate was here. Lightsabers. <laughs> I wish Kate was here because I want to mention this is exactly the scene between Palpatine and Maul in the Clone Wars. It's like That's you have failed the like. apprentice. See, I was not wrong. Because Drew says, "Listen, if you bring all your friends here, you can all go home, and we can fix it." Which okay, Mick goes. Buddy. BS! He's lying to you. He's just gonna kill you and us, and I'm gonna get out of here before he kills us. Because I'm Mixed not BS meter going off. Is oh, because he knows he's he's good at oh. this stuff. I was just thinking. This begs the question, though: Would Druce have killed Mick, considering the uh, you know? Did he know him as Mick though? Because he didn't yeah, uh, well, really know the name. But they did have to warp mine blah, 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 put all the uh, stuff into it so I don't know he might have known who he was originally maybe this is all sort of that whole oh well you know we manipulate time blah 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 situation yeah, spoiler going. Yeah. we know Mick is actually <laughs> when really, look before Which this broadcasted yeah. Yeah. yeah before it, the original broadcast actually did not have Dominic's voice but now you it can hear it I in the that. yeah and then like when you watch it on Netflix it's his voice so you can tell it's him at this point so even if we call spoiler mm-hmm. you'll know it's him right? yeah like a lot of people I remember when it was released were sort of that oh when uh, we were watching it we had no idea who Kronos was mm-hmm. and when it was revealed as Mick we were shocked because it was a completely different voice yeah but, the guy doing uh, the voice you know, now new people coming into it so they're like why were you shocked it was so obvious and it's like okay but back in my day (laughs) it's steve bloom who voices zeb in star wars rebels yeah and uh, wolverine in x-men the animated series from oh Oh, cool he's done so much stuff so yeah i didn't realize he was Kronos originally that is so cool so nick basically says so you're the so well Rip says, well, if he is planning to kill me, why would he bring the whole team? And Mick says, duh, to get rid of all of us. He's like, that's what I would do if I wanted to get rid of you. Which, again, smart Mick. Mick is not stupid. Yeah. Mick's Mick's intelligence is a different kind of intelligence. It's it's criminal intelligence. And that in itself is, you know, it's a a good intelligence. Well, it's technically a bad kind of a weird level of emotional intelligence because it's yeah. aware of how people think and feel but not for good it's how yeah. you can get what you want out of them well uh you know he also like kind of like watched len for how many years too so there are certain things he knows because he he had his partner and they always work together so it was 
he knows a lot because of that relationship. Oh, Mick also calls Drew's time cop, which was nice. Yes. <laughs> um, so one of the thing, two things I just wanted to bring up that I think kind of tie into the overall themes of this episode is Valentina says, oh, I like the ballet because it's about pushing the body to its ultimate limits to achieve perfection. Which is very much the whole firestorm she project she's working on because she's like that is perfection i want to make this guy mm-hmm. and to or to like to achieve like that sort of level of protection along with when ray says something to len says i'm not a white knight raymond you are like I, or he says that later on but he says it to valentina when she says oh i'm not a damsel in distress and he says well i'm not a white knight <laughs> Which, again, it, it's very funny to look back on it because he does end up being a white knight. So he does. It's very interesting in a mm-hmm. circular way. Very much foreshadowing. There's a lot of good foreshadowing in this episode. Just for not even just what happens in the rest of the two-parter, but throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, because you also have, again, that relationship with Martin and Jax that kind of goes throughout the whole season of season one as well where mm-hmm. he's more like he's literally antagonizing Jackson being an asshole I'll, I'll call him out he was being an asshole yeah so yes. like when Rip goes back to Druce it turns out Mick was right because Mick is right not all the time but he's right a good amount of the time he has a whiteboard, I guarantee. He's got a whiteboard in his room that says Mick was right and he's got stickers on it for every time he's right. And he's You, you are not wrong on that. He probably does. In his treasure room. Yes, he has in his treasure room. It's like, I was right. Um, so then he's like, oh, well, who says I'm alone? And the team pops up. Well, not the whole team because Kendra and Sarah are having their training Girl session. Back training session <laughs> wink wink um uh, i wish it was wink wink but that would have been a little bit interesting yeah let's get into that <laughs> so they're having this fight and martin's like well blah 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 charlie brown voice in his head <laughs> and jack says i'm gonna do something for myself and then when he does he sets off the grenade which forces a separation between uh, yeah, Martin and Jacks, and so Drews gets away. Kronos escapes, but Jax is pretty badly injured. And Martin's so pissed off at this point. Martin is Very so rude. rude in this episode. He really, he really is. is. Like I get, like again, I kind of get it because he kind of sees Jax as a son, and there is a very much a father on relationship here so he sees him as this and he doesn't want to see jacks hurt but he could do it in a better way then he realizes hey i could have done this in a better way and he tells ray this instead of jacks like tell the way that you just literally reamed out instead of ray ray's not it's something about this dynamic between martin and jack like just for one thing of jacks again he brings up Hey, you can make all of these choices in my head if you want, but it is my body on the line. I'm the one taking shots, and I'm your life support. 
Yes. If I'm not on the field, you can't do this. And, and it's then, just this dynamic, once again, of he's the only man of color on the show. Yes. In this and, relationship um, with Ish. Uh, yeah. Ish. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like, yeah. We have to remember that uh, when we're fellows mixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's oh, also, <laughs> yeah, he is. But it's also just the fact that, and as Jax brings up, you drugged me and brought me here, and you didn't think about. This, I have a life that's not Firestorm. I have a mom and she doesn't, she only has me. And if I died, then there's nobody to take care of her. And you don't think about that. Yeah. And like very much when he tells Ray, look, I did this on purpose. He mentions the other partner that he lost. And this is why I feel like he still kind of has that on his shoulder because he lost Ronnie. And he pretty much thinks that Ronnie's death is his fault. So he has that on his brain, probably running constantly. He, like, he does, but then he didn't really seem to have that on his brain when he kidnapped Jackson. Brought no, exactly. he really didn't. It's like, this is why we're like, well, why did you bring this up now instead of before this? It comes back to Rip's statement in the pilot of time changes and people don't. Yeah, and about how much is that? Because Stein, I can't. Stein calls Jackson this like you're an arrogant, like you have an arrogant ego, and it's self-projecting onto Jax. First of all, yeah, because Jax does not. Yeah, Jax. You met Jax, and like, but you met your younger self. Who Mm -hmm. is this person? But I also have a theory that his father, Martin's father, was very much like him, and that like his father would always probably. nagging him and nagging him because he was like at some point he's like i think his father wanted him to be a rabbit or something like this where yeah yeah. where he said his relationship with his father wasn't that great so i feel like that also goes to a lot of the uh you know father trauma going on that seems to be a very much a theme of legends of tomorrow because it's very odd that a lot of them do not have fathers or have yeah, bad fathers. That's just superheroes. It's yeah. true. <laughs> that, that's just a very superhero situation, I yeah. think. I've never seen one who has a good relationship with their father. Oh, uh, Sarah does. We'll we'll admit this. Sarah has Dable a good father. Holman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quinn's a great dad, though. I can't say that he's not. That's true, yeah. Exactly. So I think just this whole Stein and Jack's conflict we have in this episode that obviously we'll talk more about next week because it a big yeah it goes into next week episode. for sure but it's a lot of martin doesn't i think he's afraid to understand jacks and like he does care about him but it's that he's lost ron he lost ronnie and he even says like i'm afraid if i go back then i have to tell his mother what happened and that it's my fault and while that it's still a selfish act. And I think, again, we see Martin evolve through the series and how he... Um, I honestly think you see kind of him thinking about this literally in the next scene where he goes off and says, I'm going to swallow this pill now that makes me speak Russian. I'm going to go infiltrate the uh, pro- where the project is and I'm going to take the thermal core because I'm not going to let Jax do it. I'll do it. Because he's right. I 
And then Jack starts yelling at him in his brain. He's like, Jefferson, is this what it's like when I'm doing this? This is awful. Jack's is like, listen, you stupid old man. You better get your ass back here now. You can't take this. Bitch, watch me. Well, we'll get back to that Stein Martin thing in a second. I wanted to get your perspective on this Ray and Len scene. Oh, always. <laughs> with, with pleasure. So Ray and Len have snuck into the labs as they do, working in the lab late one night. Um, <laughs> and Ray's like, well, I can do this. And Len's like, well, you better hurry it up because we got company. It's the um, his, uh, moment. He's oh, well, I was... What was it? Oh, Len calls him a Boy Scout. And yes. the pride Ray has when he goes, well, actually, I'm an Eagle Scout. He's like, I've completed all the badges, including nuclear science. I'm an Eagle Scout. And Len's face is the most... <laughs> I don't care. You It's like and you will respect how brilliant I am, and it's it's kind of cute in a way that Ray's so proud of this little thing, and that Len is not so much given in this confidence in himself, but kind of the way that he's sort of been on him over the past couple of episodes. He is kind of encouraging him to be a little bit more proud of who he is. I think at times. Sort of know what you can do, know your limitations and that kind of thing. So the fact that Ray's there like, well, actually, I'm an Eagle Scout. Feels very much like you just kind of encouraged me a little bit to stand up to you very briefly. Now I'll shut up and get on with it. Exactly. And so I think there's a lot just in that moment of Len and Ray's relationship, such as it is. Whatever. It could have been the best friendship it could have been so much fun we could have had so many so many different uh, adventures between those two with them not even necessarily liking each other except obviously Ray likes everybody mm-hmm. but just kind of you know just a friendship of sorts I think it would have been really interesting to uh, to explore but tragically everything happened and everything happened because they start talking about in the pilot and I think I think you see this with a lot of pairings in this show romantic or otherwise um just about their relationship to their own past because like in the pilot when Ray and Len are stuck together and he's like how did you know how to do all this electrical wiring he's like well because I was a kid and I could do it for my dad he's like yeah you could have been an electrical engineer and Len says why would I want to do that yeah yeah he definitely did he was like this is not a life for me i'd rather be stealing something it's but it's also, also... Not... Oh, go ahead. i was gonna say it's nice that they're sort of acknowledging that lens his um skill set may be used for naughty reasons but he's still intelligent yeah you know we Ray sort of acknowledging how smart that is you know ray's got honestly leonard's very smart because he makes all these elaborate plans all the time you have to to rob a bank definitely he is a genius it's just yeah. a different kind of genius mm-hmm. yeah because this isn't to diminish ray or his beliefs but we talked about like how like you brought up ray's nativity is that ray yeah. ray comes from a very privileged like kind of he has a privileged background um we'll see more of that as it goes on and that's not to diminish you know like he has conflict with his sibling and in his own life he has had his own struggles but to Len, 
it's more about like I had to use skills to survive. Yeah, I mean, literally, he was facing a beating from his dad whenever he was home from prison. He probably had to protect Lisa a whole bunch. So, yeah, he he had to deal with like... (laughs) We stand Lisa Snart, as we said. <laughs> when will she return from war? <laughs> we will never know. We need but Lisa so- Snart to break out all the legends in season eight. That's what we Oh my need. God, what if Lisa's been in space prison, time <laughs> prison? He was trying to find Lynn. That's a great idea. No, writers. that would make me sad. Just um, give me fucking Lisa Snart. Sorry, give me flipping Lisa Snart. I... I don't care. I'm passionate. There's the one effort to make it PG-13. PG-13 F-bomb. Thank you. (laughs) Our first one. Um, Congrats. (laughs) I don't have a segue this time, but in this scene, after they have their little chat, Valentina's out there and Ray's like, well, you gotta go distract her. Like, I gotta shut down this reactor core. And basically Len says, you better shut this core down. You promise me, Raymond. He's like, you're going to get this done, right? And Ray says, yeah, I can do that. And he's like, promise me. I know. And then he's like, mentions the Boy Scout. I always, it was an Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout is so sweet. I also quite like the fact that at that point, you can see that Len begrudgingly gives a hoot about uh, about Ray. He does, he does care a little bit. And it's like, you know, I... I don't want you dead because Ripple complained, but also you're not the I worst. I think he's person. also worried about Martin too. Like you better oh, not let Martin down. He's my crew. And again, fellow Jew, because he uses oi and my head cannon always is yeah. Leonard Snart is Jewish. Yeah, and support. Al- also- and on top of the Martin situation, he has this bond with Jax already as well. So if he lets Martin down, he lets Jax down. He doesn't want to her his little brother kind of thing oh i forgot to mention when um they're helping Jax to the med bay like after martin and Jax have their little fight it's mick helping Jax there yes. and Ray follows him i love his little line there too um they're worried about him no the line where he's like hook me up to the drugs oh yeah mick is like <laughs> morphine let me have Can some have that? That? yes but- please so this is when we get the you work for American government. Oh, uh, I'm wanted by the American government. Oh, it is so good. It's and just like she's like, sad. I'm gonna shoot him if you don't do what I. Oh, say. just a quick side note. I like the little horror elements. I think Legends sometimes when it leans on horror does work. Just the image of when Stein walks into the program and you just see corpses. Yes. Like, covered in sheets and then he reads oh god they're trying to make a firestorm and these are the failed tests of people who couldn't stand up to it it's terrifying it really is yeah it's one of i mean legends then obviously goes on and does a horror episode later in this season um but i think that was still the scariest the scariest moment in the series possibly in the series actually yeah, because we do get another it. another Harris thing with us. I, I think it also depends. Yeah. What do you find scary? Because later on, when like Len and Sarah are about to die in that um, little area, that's just like personal fear being sealed somewhere you can't get out. <laughs> I. <laughs> but you know, Paul got fear. 
<laughs> no, totally, totally, totally fair. But you that's a, a mine would be scene. like when Gary got stuck in the past and was able to come out into. Oh know, God, it's like a Twilight that would be episode. mine. That would be yeah. mine. That would totally be mine. Just being alone without anybody. Oh, you mean like, like Mick later? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but anyway, speaking of Mick, well, we'll get to him in a minute because Valentina like leans into Len's earpiece and is like, hey, well, she says you're a brown eye, like, um, you're like little brown eyed physicist over there. Like, I think he will care. And Len, this is really sad. Len is very self-destructive and you see this in Blood Ties. And you see this in this episode. It's very similar to Constantine in a way. Oh, yeah. If they uh, ever He's met. like, listen, if I erase myself out of existence, I don't care. Like, because I want... It, it does... It's not that even to help other people. It's that it doesn't matter if it's me. Yeah. So he, like, when he tells Ray, you better not push that button, Raven. He says, like, she's going to kill me regardless. And she says, well, I might. Who knows? And you can just see the look on his face is, don't you dare. Yeah, don't don't protect me. This isn't about me kind of thing. It's, it is. It's very self-destructive. It's very sad as well, because I don't think he he realizes just how much people care about him. I think he assumes Mick will look, look after Lisa and they'll have each other, but they don't need don't need anyone else. Nobody else would need him. And that's that's sad, you know. It's interesting when you compare, because we were talking about like when, uh, in the last episode, you can see the sparks of Sarah learning traits of how to be a captain. Yeah. She's very much not, she can't lead at this point. And, no, definitely not. Like later on, we see her take the reins and be very good at it, but especially not at this point, she's not good at leading. She's struggling even just to lead Kendra. Yeah. But Snart is a leader. And you can see like all those leadership qualities, like not just the physical making of plans, but listen, this is the mission. You are not going to come back for me. You're going to get this done. Yeah. I think he would have been an interesting, an interesting person to have as a captain, possibly in an alternate universe kind of thing. Like the, a multiverse version where he was the captain and Mick was his AI. Um, I think it would have been an interesting, interesting avenue to explore. Possibly in in Earth X, even there could be a potential there where he and the co-captains are him and Ray, or the Ray, Ray, Ray Terrell. Um, mm-hmm. which would be, which that that's a season I want to watch. That would less be so Nazis. great because then. You would definitely have less Nazis. Yeah, let's, let's get rid of the Nazis. We'll bring them across here for a bit. But it makes me think of, like, I mean, obviously, Van, um, Oculus later about if someone else had gone instead of Leonard's steed, how far would he be? Would he be a captain? Would he still stay with the legends? It's an interesting road to go down because when Ray pushes the button, and he does so that Len can live. Len's face is, he's not set. He is furious. It's like, he's how not surprised, but he's furious. Yeah. He's like, I knew you, this was going to happen, but you have let me down. When I die, let Ray lower me into the ground so he can let me down one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like yeah i feel like you're right i would have loved to see leonard meet uh constantine not because we see him meet leo but we never see him meet leonard and that would have been a really interesting meeting i i feel like because it's not on hbo that is the reason that we never got to see the pair of them meet. exactly with it within about five and it would have been a whole Oh, wait, I do have one question about this scene. So then Mick comes in with a gun. He's like, here's the freeze gun. I was like, why didn't he take it with him in the first place? I think it was just because, again, he was. Try- they were trying to do it as cautiously as possible. With- that feels like poor writing. Is, yeah, but I, I'm trying to make an excuse here. Um, no, I don't know why, because Len usually would take it. But I feel like they like, well, we need to keep his hands free so he can carry around that big suitcase with the thermal core in it. But that wouldn't have that have been Ray. Yeah, there are t- there are two of them. They have four hands. There's but three like, of them. Stein point, is there. I don't know. Yeah, they, six but my point is like they they know they're gonna get pinched. They wrote this. T- I know, but it's just one of those like we wrote ourselves into this corner. Yeah, they did. They wrote themselves in a corner because they're like, we don't know what to do now. Snart wouldn't leave the cold gun behind. Snart would is prepare for every eventuality, and one of the eventualities would be, I need my gun. Yeah, but even if they're here in the dead of night, and Stein is there, and like. Even if they like didn't like, obviously they don't know Valentina's coming. Yeah. But even if that was the case, like still, and I know they don't know she's evil at this point, but I feel like they rode waves, uh, Ray's little naivety train <laughs> during this whole session. They needed rubbed off on everyone. No weapons. They they needed this to set up the Mick Ray relationship. Yeah, they really yeah. did because at that point, like they come in to try to save um Leonard. That's where the party's at. There's yeah, there's like no way uh Leonard is gonna I mean Mick is gonna let Len die ever. So oh, no. like <laughs> well <laughs> it kind of brings back to the whole well I'm not a white knight is Len's I think that's kind of the conflict between Len and Ray which makes him interesting. That I think we see a lot more with Ray and Mick and the next Ray and Mick. I, and even next we see that with um, Leonard and Mick too. Honestly, yeah, we do. yeah, we do. Because like I feel like this is the start towards him becoming that white knight he never wanted to be. So yeah, yeah, because it's as much as we're like ragging on Ray for his uh, nativity. We love Ray. We, we love, love Ray. Ray. But... but I'm saying. <laughs> Like there's naivety, but it's also Ray believes in doing good for no other reason than thinking the best in people, which and I love awesome. about him. Again, he in this first season he was definitely the heart of the group. Absolutely, and that's, what, yeah. and that's not like Len and Mick are the opposite in that you yeah. have to assume the worst in people to get ahead. And like so, that I'm saying it's like that criminal emotional intelligence. So with Ray, he it's a different form of al- it's altruism. Mm-hmm. And they're not expecting to get anything and saying, why would you let me go when the whole team is at stake? And Ray says, because I don't, you know, because Ray doesn't want them to get hurt. Yeah, so like, yeah. Martin is still stuck here trying to do his best to get this thing. And while everybody's like arguing over this. Also terrible foreshadowing of, terrible foreshadowing of Mick telling Lynn to leave. 
no don't do that but like then him yelling that i cannot leave anybody with my partner behind and this also gets told later later to rip where he's like criminals have a code you do not have this code there's something wrong with you rip you never leave anybody behind ever and i'm a criminal i know know this but you're supposed to be the good guy and you're just willing to leave everybody for whatever you want. I'm going to walk out right now. <laughs> I'm emotional. I don't need to remember these things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Len in this, and he's like, what about my partner? It's one of those, I feel like Len constantly says, I don't have feelings and I don't care about people and then instantly contradicts himself in the next scene. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I was a... Like a we see it when wave. he's sorry. No, I was a big cold wave shipper. So for me, this was like again, I know V was Adam, but I was cold wave to no end in the beginning, where he's like, I'm not leaving without my man. You you know, I'm not leaving without <laughs> in fairness, I had that as well in this episode. Well, I'm not leaving without my man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, exactly. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying um len is very good at contradicting himself because like in the blood ties episode when he tells his younger self like hey don't think about anybody except yourself and then five <gasps> seconds later is the only reason my evil father you're staying alive is because my sister isn't alive yet <laughs> I, that's, I am just, i'm gonna walk like <laughs> he's gonna leave this podcast in two it. minutes we're giving her too much emotional and then in the next, so that's why in this one, he's like, Ray, don't you dare jeopardize this mission for one man. He's like, hey, Rip, my partner is out there. I'm not leaving without Mick. Yeah. And then he, again, he's just waiting for Rip. After he comes back with the thermal core, he has it. Martin's been pinched. Ray's been pinched. Mick's been pinched. Oh, Mick's little... What he to the Russian colonel? He's like, when you let me go, I'm gonna go all Rocky Rocky for you again. Rocky (laughs) Four is the one where it's uh yeah in Russia, and uh what's I forget count Drago Drago Mm -hmm. kills um Apollo Creed and Rocky yeah fights Uh, and now I'm now I'm having emotions (laughs) over about Rocky yes (laughs) I did not sign up for this. Um, we're all about the angst here (laughs) is there anything else we want to say in this episode now that we've emotionally wrecked one of our hosts uh, (laughs) i mean i feel like again this is when legend started to hit its point obviously yes and we get good emotional stuff here yeah i was kind of watching to begin with i was just watching out of curiosity because i'd go anywhere len went and then this episode happened it's like this is so much fun it was the first time I was really excited to see what was coming next and the the stories and when I really got into Legends fandom and never left. Um, but there, this was the, this was it for me. This was the, I am here forever. <laughs> that was also my first episode that I really actually enjoyed because like the, I was here from the beginning. So it was like, oh wait, they're finally using like, Len- utilizing Len in a really good way. Yeah, yeah this was, this was when we had Rip Hunter putting up that don't forget you're here forever sign on our walls. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Mr. Burns. 
that yeah, I was gonna say definitely. I think this is the episode. Not to just to echo what both of you said that sells you on them. I think the first seven minutes of this episode just sell you on it because they're a team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, then they instantly screw up time for the better. They do. They mark. screw up time, but, but like I don't know if it was for the better because again, now there's a hole in the Pentagon they need to fix. <laughs> And the Russians might have Firestorm. That too. Uh, well, <laughs> just seeing them working like the competency, like if you are a leverage fan, you know, like um, like that sort of style, like watching a con go flawlessly. Honestly, the way Mick all... is literally the Elliot of this crew. He is. <laughs> <He's the Elliot. laughs> that they like they work so well in that beginning, and obviously, then we get into that really interesting conflict between the characters. But it's the first time you see them like each other. Yeah, or are able to work together. But my 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 one downside is again, you have Sarah and Kendra come in the end of the episode. You mean you didn't use us when you yeah. could have during this whole thing to have and us Rick fight says, each other? Hello, remember and Rick us? Says, well, then we would have lost like all of our team. But I don't think they would have because you had a foreman assassin here. I, I maybe would have. <laughs> Rip isn't smart. Like, no. maybe, like he's, he's not. not. It would it would have been one of those moments at this at this point in the series. It would have been a case of well, if we'd had you on screen, there would have been three women on screen, and we wouldn't have known what the the people watching would be confused. They had to, they the Bechdel test was going for a solid three minutes, so she had to say, "But Carter, <laughs> like we gotta add a man in there." <laughs> exactly. Which again, that changes later on, and as the season goes, because we passed the Bechdel test a few times. Oh, absolutely! That. Like absolutely. this is also again, like we joked, but this is the first time it's two women talking to each other. Like they, we kind of have, but it's acknowledging their own plots. We wait, wait. They're to also give by Kendra... themselves talking to each other. Yeah, it's like them yeah. trying to handle their own problems without. A man present which is one of those that they will very swiftly get rid of in subsequent episodes this is why we say this is the peak of season one <laughs> it's this episode and next week is fail safe yes yeah. fail safe i do uh, like also the a, western one is pretty good excellent who doesn't love a western western's the best we always love the westerns but i think it kind of just wraps up our feelings in the episode so we've been ranking all the episodes just as we go we had both pilots together at the bottom. I yeah, think that's still to be the bottom. <laughs> this is up there, I, but I don't. I don't know if it, it's not one because I still Destiny's still so freaking good. Well, I think just it's, like even with that, uh, I this is my number one of the season. Partly because I don't think I ever watched Destiny again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I do not blame watched, you, but I have. I've literally watched the final two episodes once. I've been unable to, and this was like back in 2016. I'm still not over the emotional torment, uh, and as a result, I've literally only watched those two episodes once. So I may have to watch them again. But I do think this is my favorite of the season. It's just, it's. It's pulling everything together. Everyone knows what they're doing. It's a little bit disjointed at times, but it's still, it's so much fun. And yeah, this is. And on top of that, Valentina, hottest guest star, just possibly of the first two or three seasons. I was trying to see if I can dispute that. 
Yeah, I can't think of anyone in the first few seasons. I no, I would Jonah Hex that. doesn't count, but I like Jonah Hex for other reasons. But Jonah also, Hex, I, I love him. Also for gay reasons, but not for us. <laughs> <laughs> Teaser for the future. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I think this episode, like you said, for the first time is it's really one of the first ones that is just an enjoyable piece of television that's not did you not watch arrow or the flash let's spend time getting there um it's just a fun ride everybody involved it's got a lot of it's a very quotable episode yes i i rank this above i think as our official episode ranking of this season we're gonna put white it's white knights then blood ties then the pilot you were correct. Yes. There are going to be episodes better or worse, potentially. <laughs> potentially. There are definitely. It, worse. Yeah, White Nights is definitely up there, though. I will say there are definitely worse episodes coming. Oh, there are so many worse episodes. There's the future episodes coming up, and I. <laughs> but so, this is our last little segment. Like we started next week, we have started our little legends timeline where we are going to try by hell or high water to make an accurate timeline of every place the legends go throughout all the seasons so this (laughs) week we have gone to soviet russia which again is funny 86 86 85 or 86 86 it was the year before i was born See, we don't have a historian today, but he is good in a pinch. Historian lived in the thirties. Yep. So we'll add this, but again, it's kind of funny that we're like, hey, we're in all these places in the U.S. in 2016, like the Soviet Union. Where, <laughs> where are we in the Soviet Union? There's a well, lot of space. We, we have to remember that. by the end of this episode, we have a few people in the Gulag. We do have people in the Gulag. Do. Yeah, this will be fun to discuss next week. So, yes, uh, well, there's also a favorite season episode scene of mine for that. <laughs> there, so I think that wraps up. We've got our timeline. We are in the Soviet Union, 2016 or the 1986, <laughs> and then we're in DC. Let's not lie, we're just in Canada whole time. I mean, really, pretty evident. What this is real. We're not really on a time ship. We've talked about this cardboard set that they have because they didn't have any money. They still Where don't Gideon, have any money. Yeah, Gideon and the center of the ship, the console, was literally, it wasn't electronic. It was worked at this point by pulleys and ropes. That is how small the budget was in wow. season one. It was pulleys and ropes, which awesome. is amazing. It's Star Trek TOS uh, style there. This nice. is why I still... It probably did the Star Trek like... <laughs> this is why we support season one here. Is season one good? Not really, but there are really good parts to it. It was done on chew gum and a dream. <laughs> so I think that wraps us up for this week. Uh, tune in next week for our two-parter. Uh the other part of this two-parter, which will be fail safe. Uh, as always, you can look for us online if you want to talk to us. On Twitter, we are Legends of Next Week on Twitter, at Week Legends, not Week like puny. Week as in days of week. 
Yeah, they cut it off for some reason. Fun stuff. Uh, our Instagram is Legends of Next Week. At Legends of Next Week. You can go find us there as well. If you have any fun things to say to us, if you want to yell at us for getting something wrong, please do so. Please we will listen. We will yes, please don't hurt us. We we're please just don't yell. Like legends nerds. Do you have any fun gifts? Send them to us. I've been trying to find that woman tr- getting tripped gift for like the past two days, and I'm this close to doing it myself. You should. I mean, like we have so many gifts that we need. But that wraps us up for this week. So I'm your host, Mary. I'm Eden. I'm V. And we are the legends of next week. See you some other week.